Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, June 22nd. LA Galaxy get a 2-2 draw. It was an almost win. It was an almost three points. And at halfway through the season, perhaps almost isn't good enough. But we're going to talk about the performance against Sporting Kansas City, Douglas Costa, uh, Ricky Pooj, uh, certainly some Preston Judd there as well. Uh, talk about the injuries. Talk about what's going to happen coming up next, which is Colorado on Saturday. All right. So a lot to get to, a lot of things to talk about tonight to help me do all that. We're glad to have him back. Please welcome back the much older now, Eric, the Portuguese hammer beer. Eric, happy birthday, belated birthday to you, sir. Thank you very much. I, I like to go with distinguished, you know, with my, my salt and pepper on the sides. Right. That's, that's what I like to go with. But yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate you uh, with the shout out. Got some shout outs. Herb gave me a shout out as well. And yep. so, you know, you know, he's. You don't like 40 is one of those ages like, OK, this is this is getting real. This is the real deal now. So I'm an old man. I'm a man. I'm 40. It's one of those things. But uh, I, I used to be like the young guy because I'm the baby brother. So I used to hang. I'm used to, you know, hanging out with older people and being the older person. And as I'm finding out, I'm not the young guy anymore. I'm, I'm the old man. So this, it's not fun. I don't like it. It's it's very uncomfortable. I, I've, I've told the story about I once went to a bachelor party and, uh, you know, it, we were getting in a car and everybody was getting a car together. And I'm almost six feet, right? Almost six feet. So, you know, the whole deal. So they're like, hey, the shortest person has to sit in the middle. Right. And I'm like, OK, well, that's not me. And then I looked around and I was indeed the <laughs> shortest person. I'm like that. That doesn't feel right. That I, yeah. I've never been that person before. And it's like 40. It's like I've never been the 40, yeah. the 40. I'm not the young guy anymore, even though yeah. I still look at cashiers and stuff who are like 25, 28. And I'm like, oh, I'm their age. That's that. They're <laughs> yeah, the same. Hey, yeah. hey, dude, what's up? How's it going? We're the same. <laughs> yeah, We're the same age, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't play pro clubs either, because then you'll be like, yeah. So I got on my uh, geometry class. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is not a. <laughs> these are these are not my peers that I'm playing with at the moment right now. So fun times. But yeah, thank you. I, you came to my birthday party. Had a I good did. time. Yeah. So you mentioned that you remember it, but you don't know if I remember it. Yes. And I remember parts of it. Parts so. of it. Okay, good. Good time. The yeah, beginning, to, the beginning part, yeah, the not beginning. the end part. I remember, <laughs> I remember the beginning and when drinks started coming out. But yeah, shout out to the Gas Lamp in Long Beach, Night Rider. So Seriously, fun time. can we get a great sponsorship band. by them and, and everybody? <laughs> I mean, I had a great time. That was great. Um, very attractive lead singer, by the way. That dude, uh, I know everybody was like, oh, what did she look like? No, that dude 
<laughs> I don't know. He just he just had it going He's, on. They have it. Yeah, they yeah, have they, it. They do. They've have been it. on that scene for a while over there in Long Beach. So they're a good time. Ah, oh, very interesting stuff. All right. Uh, let's get to the L.A. Galaxy. Hey, welcome home, everybody. It was nice to see everybody out at the stadium. It was nice to see everybody back. Um, I'll tell you, being there, Eric, certainly a positive vibe, uh, vibing throughout the entire stadium. It, it was an interesting way to be back and just sort yeah. of see everybody. And I know there were people who were disappointed by the result. And I think you should be a little disappointed mm-hmm. by the result, especially the way that the Galaxy played in spurts pretty well. Um, but at the same time, it's almost like I got to be there. I was there with friends. I was there with family. Like the finally... The stadium feels whole again and over 20,000, in fact, almost 21,000 people for a Saturday or for a Wednesday night. Wednesday game. Yeah. Outstanding. Out simply outstanding. I I remember when 21, 22 was pretty standard for midweek games, but the way the galaxy are playing and we'll go over it. Not well, Um, you know, (laughs) kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Not great, Bob, as they say, Uh, they they, (laughs) they come back and and you can see like there was an excitement about being there back in the in the stadium, which is good because. Um, the galaxy won't be back there again for a little while again. Yeah, so while. I hope everybody enjoyed yeah. their Wednesday night. So, uh, what, what, yeah. did, what did you take from it, from the broadcast and everything? It seemed to be kind of the, the general consensus from, you know, following along on, on social media that people were just excited to be back. I know when the Klein out news officially dropped, I immediately looked at when the next home game was and the bummer was that it is on a Wednesday. And so I think had this been a Saturday game, it would have been an even bigger celebration. But I think, you know, the diehards who wanted to be there made a point to be there. Right. Uh, and it just seemed like it, you, you're right. The vibes were vibing. Everything, you know, everyone seemed to be very happy to be back and reunited with their friends and to see everyone and to get along. And then this darn soccer game had to get in the way and they had to concede a goal and kind of, <laughs> you know, that kind of had to rain on everyone's parade. And then they got back and got back in it. And then obviously the result uh, didn't go the way at the end. You talk about, you know, draws that feel like a win and draws that feel like a loss. The seven Lee is a draw that felt like a loss. But when you hear people after the game, it seemed like the result was almost secondary to right. like, okay, we're back. This is normal. We can start to, you know, climb back out of the cellar and out of the, you know, the, the damage and the trauma that <laughs> has been caused over, you know, the beginning of the season. Uh, and there's still not tons of positives or, you know, to, to pull out of this there, there, you know, we'll talk about injuries and things. There's that, some really big negatives actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it's not like the galaxy are on the upswing and there's tons to look forward to. They, they, I thought they played well and we get into the game repack recap, but again, it seems like the general consensus, people were just happy to be back, see each other, have the good vibes. I think on TV, it didn't, the noise definitely translated. So shout out to the supporter groups, riot squad, ACB outlaws, uh, everyone involved galaxians, because the atmosphere, as far as the sound, was completely noticeable from previous games on TV. So you can tell that there was a different energy in the stadium. But it also looked a little bit sparse. But I think that's just a general Wednesday crowd. You're going to get that anywhere. But I, I'm looking forward to the next weekend game that you are going to be able to see a full stadium in full voice with the atmosphere, everything going. So uh, in that in that way, it is exciting yeah. uh, to kind of get this first you know, dress rehearsal out of the way and the party's going to continue as the season goes on. That, that's sort of the problem, though, when you look at it. The next home game is July 4th, which is not home. It'll be at the Rose Bowl, yeah. right? So you that's have a that. different it's a different animal altogether. Yeah, Colorado, San Jose away, then uh, Rose Bowl, July 4th uh, to come back. I'm trying to think. Uh, let's see. I can actually look it up and say, when is the next time? It's Philadelphia 
Um, just four days after the July 4th, the Galaxy will host Philadelphia uh, at Dignity Hill Sports Park on July 8th. Um, so that'll be the next time the LA Galaxy actually play at Dignity Hill Sports Park. And we will see, uh, you know, sort of what, what happens. Although there's a lot of games to be played between there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, depending on sort of things, I, you, if you want to take positive spins, let's, let's be positive for a second, okay? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I mean, that's it was a good time. People, people were as bad as the results could have been looked at. I think people were, were happy walking out of the stadium. Yeah, it, it, and, and I'll say this. Uh, they tied their longest undefeated streak of the season with three. Um, they tied their most consecutive points, but actually with a higher point total because of before it was three ties this time it's a win and two and two draws. Um, so five points out of the last three games, still undefeated in the Chris Klein, the post Chris Klein departure, uh, area in that, uh, the big stat that I looked through today in the last three games, the galaxy has scored six goals in the first, uh, 14 games, the LA galaxy scored 10 goals. Uh, that's a much higher clip and a much yeah. higher rate. Um, so when you sit there and say, hey, it feels like there's an awakening going on by the offense. And then you realize you lost Chicharito dur- during these these three games mm-hmm. that happened. Right. Uh, you didn't have Jovalich for this particular game um, and you got Judd in there and you, you still scored goals. You know, you still scored sk- six goals and granted three of those came against uh, Salt Lake but you still scored six goals in those three games. That's a positive that we haven't seen. And if the Galaxy were able to score any amount of goals through the first 14 games, more than 10, all right, um, you would see a different point total that they're at right now, whether it would be, you know, one or two wins or that type of thing. But I guarantee there would be more points on that board and the offense hasn't been getting going. So uh, coming into that, if those are the positives that you want to take, that's fine. You want to take this negative with you because we like the balance. It's a yin and a yang here. OK, we're, we're it's you got to have the black with the white. Right. Everything is gray. Um, yeah. so we go through gotta, here. Got to bring balance to the force. That's, 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 what, that's what I was telling a galaxy employee that was sitting next to me at the game last night. There's a yin and yang. There's a, there's a, there's a dark and a light, right? Balance to the force. Everything is there, uh, through the first, uh, 17 games or the first half of the season for the LA galaxy. Uh, they are tied for the worst record in franchise history with 14 points through 17 games. They're tied with 2007, which also had 14 points. If you want to talk about a horrible year in 2020, they had 18 points through 17 games. But also, uh, I'd like to remind everybody that they did not play a full season in 2020. So that season is going to rapidly be over here uh, as you as you look at that. Yeah. So um, a significant yeah. decrease, Eric, in the amount of points. Uh, they had 27 through 17 games last year. Uh, and in 2021, they had 31 points through the first 17 games. So just giving you an idea yeah, of where they're at. When we've been watching this team and we've been saying, you know, how bad can it get when you're tied for the worst, you know, start to your season in franchise history? That's that's about as bad as it can get. The one um, positive in 2007, they brought in this guy, David Beckham, and there were some good vibes and things like that. Obviously, there were some struggles with that 2007 season and 2008 as well, that that team wasn't great. Um, But at least there was something to be excited about. I think the difference here is, you know, tied for the worst record in franchise history. And, you know, you have Messi going to Miami. You, you know, who, what is there to really be excited about? Yes, we have Ricky Pouge and, uh, you know, and some young pieces to be excited about, but it's not the same, like, okay, we, we have this to be excited about. And I think that's, that's the big difference uh, with, with even 2020, you know, with Chicharito arriving on the scene. It's like, okay, we're not doing great, but, you know, he can turn it around and things can get going. Right now, it, it just doesn't feel like we have that spark, that piece, that that thing that's going to 
make this team progress. It's, it's, it's kind of unfortunate, you know, the good, good vibes were back in the stadium. Everyone's happy about that. But as far as the, the team, it just doesn't seem like we have that, that extra edge, that extra push. Uh, and so that's, that's the bummer about this. I, at, we're at the halfway point and we were talking about this and the lead up and prepping for it is at some point you have to get points. You, you know, I'd rather have them play really poorly and, and, you know, walk away with three points right, or, right. or sneak something out than these more. Oh, well, they played well. They showed a lot of fight. They bounced back and, you know, they didn't totally lose it. Like I, I'm at the halfway point of the season, you know, we're, we're tired of seeing that. So they need to get points somewhere. And I'm just, I'm just not hopeful at looking at the standings, the gap between the galaxy and where a playoff position is going to be. It just keeps widening. And all of those teams, you know, just the nature, you say this all the time, when you're in last place, all those games become really difficult because yep. all those teams are performing better than you. So yep. it's like, where are you going to make up these points? These are the teams who are riding hot right now. It just, I, I don't have a lot of hope for this season. While I am excited about certain pieces and to watch players progress, the season as a whole, it, it's, a, it's a little bit gloomy right now. Yeah, Greg Vanny uh, sort of started it out with uh, at the press conference, sort of saying if we didn't have bad luck, we'd have no luck, right? And and you can see in, in a lot of ways just in the way that this happened uh, this time. First of all, let's talk about the news that was announced before the game on Wednesday. Uh, basically, that forward Javier Chicharito Hernandez was placed on the season-ending injury list, of which I see say, see, I told you. Of course, they were going to put him on the season-ending injury list. It doesn't matter if they never replace him, Eric. It's that gives them the most options, yeah, the most flexibility. flexibility. It was the only it was the only thing to do. So we knew they were going to do that. Uh, at the same time, the LA Galaxy announced the short-term loan for forward Aaron uh, Bebo, uh, eighteen from MLS Next Pro affiliate. He has eight goals, I believe, down in MLS Next Pro. Uh, scored three of those in a in a nice hat trick game. A hat trick helps bump that up. And it does. Is it is it Bebo? I saw Bebo on the pronunciation Be- guide. Bebo on. Yeah, I I don't know. I I eventually will get to talk to him because, you know, he'll stay. I don't know. Short term loan. This does not mean and I tried to be very clear about this on Twitter. This does not mean that 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 Bibu is the replacement for Chicharito. That's not what this says. He's a short term replacement. I think he can only be called up for three games before he has to go back. Um, And I and I think you'll see some of this with League's Cup coming up as well and with the squad rotation that's going to need to happen. But but you're absolutely right. I that's why we're here on the podcast to explain that. I think there were some people who said, this is who you're replacing Chicharito with. No. And that's not what's happening. Nope. This is short term. Uh, you know, uh, Jovalich was out on international duty. Chicharito on season ending uh, injury list. You need someone to to fill in the roster and to get another forward and attacker on there. So he's in there to fill the gap. When Jovalich comes back, I would imagine uh, Bibu is going to drop back down. Or when they start looking for trades and other things, there's going to be other replacements. This is not... I did not read this as a direct replacement for Chicharito. No. This is, you know, what it says. It's a short-term loan. Short-term loan. And like I said, he can only be up for a certain amount of time, and then he has to go back. These are basically hardship loans type of thing. You're allowed to bring up guys from uh, MLS Next Pro for a certain amount of time, and then they have to go back down. Um, and I didn't get into the details of that. I just know it's short-term. Now, I would expect that he's going to head to Colorado, even with Jovalich, uh coming back and Judd there. Perhaps he'll still be on the plane. <laughs> they don't have any center backs, which is what we're going to talk about here. Uh, yeah, does Bebo play center back? He's six no. four. Did big you, dude. Did you hear? Yeah, did you hear Greg? There. Did you hear what Greg Vanny said about Efrain Alvarez? He goes, I think uh, uh, Efrain Alvarez is going to be our new left center back. He goes, he oh, goes, no. you know, we'll <laughs> never lose the ball. Um, you know, one of those things. Efra is so deep in the doghouse that he's getting the Giassi's artist treatment. Um, in there, that's rough. Yeah, you know? when when you see Efrain Alvarez center back, 
That's that's bad news. And when Vanny's making that joke, Vanny was funny. making the joke. And, yeah. and let me be very clear. Absolutely a joke. And he was laughing before the like question even got done because he's like, I don't have any more center backs. There are no center backs. I would like that's not a thing. Uh, real quick. Super chat from Gary. Five dollar super chat. Appreciate that. Uh, Ten dollar super chat. Thank, thank you, Gary. Eric. Uh, and he says, don't complain until 50. I will be in November. Well, well, you know, when we get there, then we'll complain about it. Until then, <laughs> we'll just laugh <laughs> at you. Way up, say, that's way what, that's that's why we have microphones in front of us. It's to complain. That's that's the whole purpose of this thing, Eric. If, if, if you if there was nobody on the other end of this, I would still be here complaining <laughs> about my life. Um, absolutely. hundred percent. So. Uh, let's talk about this game. 2-2 draw. Uh, the LA Galaxy go down early. Uh, lineups for you. Tyler Boyd, Preston Judd, no surprise. Preston Judd in there. Douglas Costa, uh, Ricky Pouge, uh, Gaston Brugman, Mark Delgado, uh, Alde, Mavinga, Caceres, and Caligari. Now we go to the bench, and normally we don't name all the bench players, but let's do it anyway just so we can fully confirm that there are no more center backs on this bench whenever we talk about it. Uh, you had Cuevas there. Cuevas is a defender, mostly plays on the outside, can play center back, but it's not one you want to like. That's not something you're like, hey, go in and play that that position. Uh, Efrain Alvarez there. Uh, Klinsman was on the bench. Uh, Raheem Edwards, Adam Saldana, Daniel Aguirre, Kelvin Leardam, Gino Vivi, and then, of course, uh, Aaron uh, Bibu. Uh, so he was there as well. He did get some playing time. So you ended up getting Cuevas in some playing time. You ended up getting Edwards playing time. You got Aguirre and Leardam playing time and Bibu. So five, four out of the five subs used uh, in this particular game. $2 super chat from Angelino. Uh, team store posted the Ricky jacket. Take my money. Thank you, Josh. They, they, <laughs> they waited until after the boycott was over, right? They, yeah. they knew. They, they knew. They knew. They Come knew. on. That's yeah. not a coincidence. It's they, at the team store. So you know, right. get ready to you know pay a premium for that. Of course, you yeah. get the season t- ticket member discount, which is nice. So uh, let's talk about the game. Uh, yeah, back to the game. <laughs> Preston Judd starting up top. Uh, Looked good. How do I say this without being totally disrespectful to Chicharito? Oh, wait, I, I just say it, and then you guys all say that's really yeah. disrespectful to Chicharito. The shape of his runs, the ability to push physically, uh, yeah. the speed at which he's able to get up into his full speed. Uh, the only thing really that's missing for me is maybe a little more hold-up play whenever he has his back to the goal, and then being a little more technical with some of the passing and stuff like that. Other than that, a plus performance, and it was funny because we went down at halftime as as I as I normally do uh, at at the thing, and they were, we were talking about Preston Judd, and there were people who were frustrated with him, and I understood people being frustrated. I got it. I was like, he's going to score a goal. Don't worry about it. I go it was just coming. it was yeah, due. Yeah. The, the shapes were there, everything was there, and I'm like, this is so much better. And by the way, throw Chicharito under the bus on this. Throw Jovalich under the bus. Yeah, how. I think Jov- yeah. How is it that you get a guy like Preston Judd who comes in there? By the way, Preston Judd rarely made a straight ahead run. They were at, at at angles. They were always he started further outside. He moved to the inside. If he was inside, he would run outside. He never made that sort of straight run except maybe once or twice where they played him over the top where he wasn't down the middle either, Eric. He was off to the side even whenever that happens. You have to play angles, and Jovalich drives me crazy because he runs straight up and down the field all the time. Um, and uh, again, Jovalich has had a chance to play with Ricky Pouge. He's had a chance to play with all these guys. So don't tell me it's because, oh, well, nobody good was there. I yeah. will say that I think Preston Judd benefited greatly from having Douglas Costa in there and from Tyler Boyd on the wings and those guys sort of bringing in um, some, some good flexibility in there. Yeah, yeah, I, I really liked what Judd brought. When we talk about who walks away looking the worst from this, I think with Chicharito and his age and coming back from injury, I don't think he gets 
you know, having someone look better than him at this stage in his career, uh, it's it was bound to happen at some point, even if it's someone, you know, who's a little bit more unproven like Preston Judd. But the ones whose stock price, I think, looked the worst is Dayan Jovalich because he's had so many opportunities to start and Judd goes in there and you're right. He has the physicality. He has the runs. The runs are there. You know, they're creative. They're opening space. Uh, and the interesting thing, as you mentioned, you'd like to see a little bit more technicality, but he's actually displayed that in other games. So, you know, it's in there. It just wasn't on display in this game. So I actually look forward to him getting more reps to make it happen. And then you mentioned, you know, playing, playing hold up play with his back to goal. Well, that also, I agree, could have been improved. It was better hold-up play than we've seen from Chicharito and from Dejan Jovalich this season as well. So even though it can be improved, he still showed, you know, hold-up play and, and keeping the ball, uh, you know, in that final third. I thought he looked great. So, um, you know, the physicality, the hunger, those are one those things that I always kind of go back and forth. Well, he has that that dog in him, that hunger. You're like, yep. that's not a measurable statistic. But when you look, you walk, your eyes see that. Like, he has that little edge. It's ex-dog. It's ex-dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah ex-dog. Uh, so, so I, I really enjoyed, um, you know, what he brought to the team and you knew the goal was going to come and I'd, I'd love to see him get a start against Colorado. Yep. His only other goal this season is against Colorado. And I'm a believer that sometimes you have those teams that you have a knack against. And if he has a goal against Col- Colorado, he's feeling good about himself after this game, you ride the hot hand and you continue to, um, you know, bring Jovalich off the bench with Jovalich away at international duty. You saw the goals that he scored. They were headers. They were on set pieces, put on a platter for him. And that's where he is, he excels. If you put it the ball in perfect position for him, he's going to score. But as far as the chance creation, that's what Jovalich is missing. And then the final point that I'll go back to is you mentioned that Judd benefited from Douglas Costa. We need to figure out like who which Douglas Costa this is, like the, a, a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type thing. Yeah. There's Douglas Costa, the guy who wants to body sign people. And then there's Douglas Costa, the designated player. That's who we've been seeing in these last two games. To me, he was man of the match. Yeah. Douglas Costa was was fantastic in that game. He was he was cre- creating dangerous runs, opening in space, you know, uh, making the defense shaky on the SKC side. So to me, <laughs> this version of Douglas Costa that we've had lots of fights and arguments about, this is the guy we signed up for. And so it, you, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. When is he going to turn into the monster? But if if this is the performance he turned in, you have to applaud him for the performance in this game. Yeah, this is this is Doug. Doug is who you're seeing, Doug. right? Doug this is, is like, big Doug. Yeah, it's Big Doug. And, and Big Doug is like, he's a little chill. He's a little laid yeah. back. But he when it when the whistle blows, Doug, Doug is here to show up. Doug is here to play, yeah. right? And so, and, and that's what you're seeing, Doug. Um, he's going crazy right now. And it, it's, it's, I was sitting next to somebody from the galaxy and they were like, what do you, what do you think of Douglas Costa? I said, I refuse to talk about him. I, I don't, I've been there. <laughs> I will not speak. I'm we've, not, we've, we've had this argument. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's just, I, I can't trust him. And I think a lot of people are saying, Hey, yeah, I can't trust him. Um, and so he, he's, he's trying to prove it. And if yeah. you saw him, whenever he came off the field, he got a big hug from Greg Vanny and you're like, yeah. Yeah, there's something there. And and he and, and Vanny and was the even ovation at, from the crowd. Yeah, and the ovation for the crowd. And you, you Vanny was asked what what he saw, I think Alex um Alex had, had Alex Ruiz asked him. Uh basically he's like, "What have you seen from Douglas Costa in the last couple of weeks?" And he's like, "No." He goes, "It hasn't been the last couple of weeks." He goes, "What I've seen in the last couple of weeks is his ability 
to be more match fit. 90, almost 90 minutes, you know, against St. Louis, 89. They call it 89, even though it was in stoppage yeah. time. 89 minutes uh, against St. Louis, you know, and he goes, I didn't know that he could play that long. And he goes, and then, you know, in the 75, 76 minutes against um, SKC, it's like those types of things. And he's like, and that allows him to be dangerous more often, right? And so you're starting to see that. But there is something there. He knows yeah, he's the guy true. now, right? He knows it's, he's shouldering that and he likes it. He likes yeah. to wear that cape. It's one of those things. I mentioned the ovation because he's someone who's been booed at that stadium, you know, as recently as this season. So I think that's important that he's not going to go on, uh, you know, Instagram and kind of, you know, do the everyone's against me. I think now double, he's double words of, to everybody. Yeah, yeah. I think it's now he's, he's embracing. Okay. You know, do you, how do you like me now type of thing? Um, but I, I think with Vanny, he's, he's going to applaud the player, but we see a difference. The, yeah. This is, and I, I don't know if it's match fitness or whatever he is doing behind the scenes and in training and in the locker room, that this is now finally transferring to the field because we hadn't seen it happen on the field. And I think that's the difference. So maybe he's been this great guy, like we've mentioned, uh, you know, before the players have this perception on the outside, but in the locker room, they're beloved. You know, we talk about it all the time. Boyd talks highly of him. We know Caligari talks highly of him. So, um, you know, this is just him finally starting to shine for it. I, you know, I did see a little bit in the chat, like, let's take it easy. It's not like he's, <laughs> we, people want to see this more consistently. Right, right. And that's, that's fair as yep. well. But when you see it, like, we're not going to say, oh, well, this was just one game. Well, who, what are the other options? You say, you know, well, we, we got to see what else we can do. Well, who else are we bringing in? Zephyrin Alvarez coming in. Do we have another winger that, that we don't know about that we're hiding and stockpiling? No, nope. he's what we have. So he's who we need to roll out there. So let's be happy with the performance that he's giving it. Can he still improve and be better? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But but I, I'm happy with his performance this match. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, Marvin said, you know, he did, and he noted this. Uh, you had Boyd and Costa switching off sides. You had a little bit more fluidity through the midfield. And listen, Costa still ran into the center a whole bunch and was sort a of lot. playing. That's that, where he's most dangerous, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, inside that ten and dishing out, and then letting Ricky play off. I mean. The transitions were dangerous. Judd allowed the transitions to be dangerous, and Jovulic and Chicharito have not allowed the transitions to be dangerous this season. And, you know, the 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 key point to that one sort of is whenever you had Douglas Costa to Ricky Pouj and Ricky Pouj to Tyler Boyd and Boyd, and the ball comes up and it's a difficult one, but it has to be in. It comes off the crossbar instead of going in. I was watching Vanny as Boyd kicked it because I wanted to see, and I just saw Vanny's reaction like, oh, no, and everybody was. Uh, I, I think, you that know, was rough. everybody thought that was, and that was the game. And, and likely, that was the piece, dagger. Yeah, yeah. If you score that, you win that game. Right. And yeah. you can win it going away. It's not a problem. Galaxy didn't close it out. Now, in fairness, um, one, you look at the stats on this game and and it shows that the L.A. Galaxy didn't have their dominant possession. They normally have 50.8 to 49.4. That's OK. Uh, I actually was I, again, I was talking to a Galaxy employee. I was like, I was like, hey, um, tell tell Greg to uh, that. You guys are a transition team and you're a counterattacking team and not a possession. Like you don't need possession unless you're just trying to keep it away from somebody like don't just give them the ball otherwise and just play off transitions because that's where I really feel the galaxy are, 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 <laughs> or, are dangerous. Right. Which we said last attacking team yeah. playing as cosplaying as a possession team. So yeah. you're right. Giving up possession here did not hurt them where the galaxy made the mistakes. They they had two mistakes that that's the all you can call them you know you have the miscommunication on the offside trap and then you have the handball at the end as far as in the run of play and 
you know, withstanding the possession, that really wasn't the problem and why the goals the Gal- happened. It was, Galaxy it, were good in transition yeah. defense, actually. I, I know somebody said that they weren't, and the goal is sort of a transition. The first goal is sort of a transition moment, but it's still, it's just poor defending, and it's because Mavinga is not, has not played there. He leaves Correct. everybody on side. To me, to me, that's where Neil was missed because Neil likes to play deep, and that's been a criticism from some people, but the one thing Neil doesn't do is get beat on the offside trap. So I think with his youth and his you know, quote, lack of experience, he's not going to try to outsmart him. He's like, I'm just going to play deep and you're going to have to get past me. And sometimes they do get past him, but he, he, you don't see Neil make that mistake because he plays a little bit further deep. I think with Mavinga and Caceres, they're going to try to outsmart and trick the, you know, attacking player and pull the offside trap. And with their lack of, you know, playing together, there was a miscommunication there and they basically let Polito all by himself. And that was the mistake. So uh, you know, un- unfortunate mistake there. It is the defense to blame. And then at the end with the Gary, that handball, a clear handball. I, I don't know that I blame him either. I saw p- some people blaming Boyd, but like that was the Galaxy's best movement of the match was that Boyd off yep. the crossbar. Uh, and th- that's not that's not a sitter like very easy as well. Would he wish he had it again? And could he have put that away? And have we seen him put more difficult shots away? Absolutely. But that wasn't the easiest thing with the pace that that was coming in, um, you know, we, we can cut him a little bit of slack and with, you know, the defensive lapses, that's where you need to make uh, up for it. And I don't know if it's fair if we can start talking about this now, but about the goalkeeping, Jonathan Bond, you know, I, I don't know the penalty. You're never going to blame a goalkeeper for a penalty, but oh, don't worry. Of, no, don't worry. Lots of people were in my mentions <laughs> telling me that, oh, we got a hand on it. So he right, should have yeah. he, he stopped it. Uh, yeah. Listen, but, but I, the first one, it feels, I don't know. I, and it's, I, it's Monday quarterback. And when you, when you look back on it, it, it feels like, you know, he, I don't know if it's positioning or or athleticism, maybe the shoulder still thing. But it, Jonathan Bond, when you look at the goals against against average, 1.73 goals against average, that's not great. If you're starting your goalkeeper and you're saying we're going to give up at least a goal, most likely we're going to give up two goals. That puts a lot of pressure on the offense. Yeah, but and that's so, not a goalkeeping stat. That's a defense stat. All, that's and that's the goals against average these, is a defensive stat. And we know that the Galaxy's defense has been porous. You, but would you argue that Bond has been at fault for for some goals this season? Well, yeah, every goalkeeper, yeah. every goalkeeper is absolutely. But is he is he at fault for two goals again? Is he at fault for the penalty again? The Galaxy gave up two goals, so almost exactly to the stat, right? One point yeah. seven three. They gave up the two goals, right? So they gave a free header almost just outside the six, right? And they gave and a penalty kick. I mean, and that's sort of what that's I rough. look at there. I that's don't want to make excuses for him because I don't like the distribution that I'm seeing a lot of. Um, I don't like his ability to sort of clear the lines. And even whenever he has like big kicks, for some reason, the ball seems to like roll over his foot when he kicks it and it like flutters in the air and stuff like that. So I don't love that part of it. Um, That being said, he wasn't overly tested against Sporting Kansas City. He got a hand to the ball. But if you're going to give a guy an open header from just outside the six, they're going to score. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's professional soccer, you know, maybe an ASO you're like, Oh, well you should have saved it. Yeah. Because an ASO, nobody knows how to freaking shoot. Um, but you know, Alan Polito knows how to score goals. So I have, I have zero issues with Alan Polito. It's sitting there. I have a bigger problem with the defensive laps that led to an open header. Um, yeah, that, that was the worst crime of, of the two. But it still feels like it could it could have could have gone better on Bonson. Yeah, I, I think so. And listen, hey, if every you know if he comes up and has the the really big game, maybe they don't win that game. Yeah, or maybe they don't lo- uh, draw that game. I can't. Yeah. Wow, I went through win lose and then got to the draw. <laughs> All three That's, versions. Those of the are the game. only options. Yeah, so you got you're gonna get one of them. Um, no, I mean you know, uh, again, like you almost look at 
uh, Sporting Kansas City and you go, oh, man, did their goalkeeper have a bad game? And it's like, nah, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. Uh, I have I have some big observations on big plays. The set piece with Douglas Costa, I know a lot of people are talking about the ball. One, it's a nice curved ball. And the thing is that the goalkeeper from Sporting Kansas City can't come out and get it because it's curling away from him. And it right? was high. It was so high up. It, it was. was a perfect it, it was a perfect ball. Yeah. It was also horrendous marking. And if the Galaxy would have sure. allowed that goal, somebody was getting crucified on that. Yeah, because Caceres was open by four yards on the back post. And then he just like hits it back across. Great technique. Really good. He has two goals now. It's tied for the LA Galaxy. Everybody has two leading goals. Leading scorer. Yeah, everybody has two goals. Tyler Boyd had a chance to have it all to himself with three goals. But uh, just two goals. Uh, for him, Caceres and Jovalich all have the uh, the two goals, and then Ricky Pusch has three assists as the as the leader of the uh, yeah, in the was, clubhouse. To that point, the one thing that I'll mention, I know we're kind of all over the place <laughs> with this game recap, but looking at the stats, the Galaxy have twelve different goal scorers this season. That feels like a lot, but when <laughs> it you feels look like at, a lot of goals, it's two and one. It's a it's a bunch of one goals and you know a few people with with two goals. So. I looked at last season and tw- all of 2022, they had 15 different goal scorers. Right. And so at the halfway point, they have 12. It feels like they're spreading it around. It's just it's not happening a lot. <laughs> they need to spread it around less. A little yeah. <laughs> more focus if they if they could. Um, but I, I like the first of all, creative set piece. Right. Because we don't often see the galaxy. I, I the galaxy and set pieces have always had this like ugly thing that it, they've never really worked. But it was a creative set piece. You had Ricky Pooj and Douglas Costa, both capable of bending the ball, both capable of shooting in a spot, a dangerous spot. And you have the run up by Ricky Pooj and all the line drops. And if you watch Costarus, because they, they went and, and, and did the replay of just showing the ISO on Costarus, he never stops running, which is why this play is successful, because Ricky Pooj steps, the defense drops, Costarus starts running. So he's picked up five or six yards now. And now because... Ricky Pooch stops the defense and the defender stopped, looked up, where's the ball coming from? And then Douglas Costa hits it to the back post. And then so it's the start stop that has the ability to get Costa's open, which is why he has four or five yards on the backside. So well-designed play, well-executed. More of that, please. I like set pieces. Yeah. I thought the Galaxy actually put balls into dangerous places on corners uh, in this game as well. In fact, they almost had another uh, another one. I think it was headed by a, a KC player up and over the bar, but it was a dangerous chance and the Galaxy had in the right heads spot. in it. Yeah, it was in the right spot. Yeah, the, the thing that I love about the set piece and why this is going to benefit them is when other teams go to look at, at film, this will now be something that they look back at. Is this a play that the Galaxy are going to try again? And now they have options. They can have Ricky send it in on the first try and the defenders are going to be hesitating. Are they going to lay it off? Is he going to hold off? I've seen this play before or they can run it again. And so the, they're going to say, well, they're not going to do the same exact play. And now the, the defender is now thinking about it. So this actually, the, because it was a successful set piece, it opens up other options for them in the future. And so the, that's what I like about it. But you're right. We don't see tons of creativity in the in the set pieces in the corners. Uh, I'm someone who hates the short corner. And I've been told many times that statistically and with the angles that it's so much of a better thing. But uh, to me, <laughs> put the ball in good position and, and let, let your big guys go up there and, and make it happen. And that's essentially what happened here is you, you put the ball, you know, high and away from the keeper and then let a defender go and get it. In this case, you're right, poor defending, but you know, Caceres had to do work there as well. And that's just training ground stuff that he was able to do. All right. My second big takeaway, uh, Preston Judd's goal. They called back. Uh, horrible officiating. And I don't care if you really think it was a foul. That's not the horrible part. The horrible officiating is in that play, in that position, you do not blow that whistle. 
you let it go because all you have to do is let that play play out, right? You let it go. He scores and then you can call the foul. There's no reason for you to try and call foul because if you go back and watch the replay, it's such light contact. And the bottom line is that Judd had been dragged down earlier in that game in a corner and didn't get the call. So if you're trying to compare the two contacts, and by the way, I had somebody from Sporting Kansas City tell me that the foul that Douglas Costa the ended one. up hitting, <laughs> hit, the, hit the free kick from was yep. apparently very soft. And I said, and I, I think I looked at it and I go, it seemed like there was real contact. It was there. a tank. I mean, they're saying he tripped on his legs. He did trip on his legs after his I, back leg was touched by the defender. Yeah, I mean, so that, that's, that, that one to me. It was me, soft, but at the same time, that's, that's the way You can't do that. Crumbles. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that, right? That type of thing. So that's why it's poor officiating. I'll tell you, the, the, the referee had a bad game. Um, it was a bad game throughout. He got yellow cards out really early, and then he went and swallowed them when there should have been more yellow cards. And all you want, and you know when the referee is being consistent, Right. Because you don't sit there and go, oh, well, you know, oh, that's not a foul. You know, that type of thing. You're like, well, that was a foul the last three times. So this is it's a foul on this one. That was a yellow card last time. So this is a yellow card this time. Um, so he was all over the place and you can't call. That is such a horrible call so in terms of how it is. Here's my devil's advocate. Yep. Argument on this. The what we've seen from VAR this year with Apple TV, whether it's it's on Apple TV or it's on MLS the camera angles don't seem to be all over it. Now, this was a foul. It's a different situation altogether. Right. But with the offside, I'm someone who I'm with you. Let, if it's offside and it's questionable, let it go through and right. then have VAR look at it. And if it's right or wrong, you call it back afterward. You don't when you raise the flag ahead of it and then you can't go look at it because the flag was already raised. He, so, he blew the whistle before the ball so, was kicked into the goal. So there's never going to be a VAR review on that. So the argument here is if he thinks it's a foul, I'm not going to let this thing keep playing and, you know, risk uh, an injury to a goalkeeper or have something else happen. I'm calling the foul, blowing it dead. And, and that's that, you know, not going to bother to have VAR look at it to end it right there. I don't agree with it, but I think that may have been the argument for it. But yeah, you, you can't. I, th I thought it was hard done. I, I, I'm not going to complain about it too much because had that happened on a different piece of the field or against the Galaxy and it was called a foul, I don't know that I'd, I'd argue that much. I'd maybe say, oh, that was a little soft. But I, I, I've seen that call the foul plenty of times that I wasn't torn up about it. Here's the problem, or, or here's my final diagnosis on it, too. I want you to be, I want to be very clear. I expect that if you don't blow that whistle, you let that play out, he scores, you call it a foul, VAR won't overturn that, right? Yeah, They're not. That's true. It wouldn't have been clear, clear and obvious, and right? Wrong. The yeah. whole deal. But that's still the mechanics of the play need to be correct, and that's not correct refereeing in that situation. Um, that's not what they're taught. That's not how they're supposed to do it. Um, it was not a clear and obvious foul. There was light contact and you had been not calling it one the other way. And so you can't suddenly decide that the defender. And by the way, they're supposed to be gifting stuff to, to attackers all the time. That's, right? that's fair, too. Yeah. If, if you're going to give someone a benefit of the doubt, if we, we want to and even if you can disagree with this as well, tinfoil hat. You want the game to be attractive and high scoring and interesting. You're right. You should give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker in, in that regard. And I think this is a whole different argument. We can go a whole another, you know, 45 minutes to an hour on this. The, the offside rule, this is my uh, my hot take. 
it needs to be looked at as well because especially in the MPL when it's a shoulder blade or the right. the fabric of the jersey is that's not the spirit of the role. It's the 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 guy essentially you know was on position, but because his you know his left elbow, he was born with larger elbows, right. and it was just past you know the defender's shin that you're calling the goal back. That's not exactly that's not the spirit of the rule either. So I think just the offside rule in general needs to be looked at, and that has to do with VAR and making it work. Um, but but you're right. I, I, I someone mentioned I had a weak argument, and you're right. It was a weak argument. It was for the purposes of devil's advocate to right. see it. But uh, again, um, you know, not, not totally torn up about it because the Galaxy should have won this game without the help of the ref. You know, yeah. they played well enough to deserve three points, and I think that's that's why we're disappointed the, with the result at the end. Because then you can go back and say. Boyd could have scored if Judd didn't have that goal taken away when really they could have handled this job without the help. Uh, the, the final, my third big takeaway is the Kosteros injury. Um, it, it, That's massive. It lost the game for the Galaxy. And people can say, oh, no, it didn't. And no, it did. It, it, just in terms of how the LA Galaxy had to change shapes at that point, the subs that came in, the people who were filling into positions where they weren't supposed to be, the the sort of seeding of possession back to Sporting Kansas City without much going because you basically had to stack five guys on the back line to make up for the fact you don't have a center back. Yeah. Um, it was by committee. That, and that's that's where you got in trouble because you had so many bodies in there. That, that's why the handball happened because you just had bodies flying everywhere. So, yeah, so you're right. That, that Caceres injury was massive yeah is there an update no update no and i i like that people think that there's going to be like an off an <laughs> like off day the, update the news yeah. yeah no it's going to be on friday it'll be tomorrow um whenever it comes out whether or not it is now greg fanny was like i don't know he goes he goes i don't know he goes obviously it's his knee or his, his leg of some sort he goes it, he was immobile whenever he basically came off right like he couldn't there's well, the str- you needed a stretcher that tells did. you everything you need to know well, you know players even with nasty injuries usually you know, walk off, they limp with assistance, but, you know, going off from the stretcher and from the TV angles, just the winces and the faces that he was making, he, he was not in a good way. And so that, that's the concerning part to me. Like this did not look like, oh, he was milking it or time wasting or doing, you know, or, you know, uncomfortable. This looked like he was, he was in pain. He was not, there's, there's something, this isn't going to be a, a one game or, you know, this, this feels like it might be an extended absence. Well, I mean, pump the brakes on that a little bit. And the only reason the only, <laughs> right, I'm just saying by his right. the way, he looked yeah. uh, there's listen, it, it was neat in the contact with, with Johnny Russell. And that's really what it did. Now, the good news is that because it's contact and people were saying, oh, it was non-contact. Pretty sure there was contact with Russell's knee. Um, and so if it's neat in the contact, there's at least a reason for the injury. And there's a there's a small chance. I don't think it's a great chance. I think there's a small chance that he got like the worst dead leg ever in the history of dead dead legs. Right. Especially and if it's bone to bone, like that's a yeah. bone bruise. Oh, yeah, man, that's going to yeah, hurt. Those are rough. You know, and so whenever he's holding his knee and like flexing his toes and stuff like that, to me, it's almost like, you know how like you whenever you get hit in the arm, you're like, ow, ow. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you're like right trying. Yeah. But like if you got hit with like a truck in your arm instead of like just a normal like your buddy just punching in the arm. This is oh, w- the collision. Johnny Russell. Johnny yeah. Russell legs are built different. <laughs> they, they, he is, he's built different. Right. And so I think there's a chance that could be. There's also a chance that you have ligament damage. I mean, you know, there's there's all sorts of there's bone bruise chances. This one is not clear cut. Greg Van, he said uh, afterwards because <laughs> Alex was asking him, you know, what, what do you plan to do for Colorado? He goes, well, he goes, I'm planning to be optimistic. I think that uh, that Cosaurus is just, you know, it's just some sort of a contusion and that he he rapidly recovers in the next 24 hours and he's going to be our starter. He goes, because outside of that, I don't know that I have any issues or I any, say, ben, any, any ben answers. Ben is going to have to suit up eventually. 
actually. He's a defender. Yeah, he he may have to go in there. So yeah, and the whole reason and people are like, man, it's because we don't have any depth at center back. Stop it. Stop. That was the one place we did. Have you did have depth. <laughs> All right. We don't like the we don't like the depth, but it's there. You have two injuries right now and two international absences, so you have four players of which you could play center back that are are going to probably be unavailable for that. That leaves you one center back, right? So Mavinga's starting. Who's next to him? I'm guessing it's going to be Leardam. That's my um, guess in, as well. In the short term right now. And so if you're looking at Colorado, I think Lear Dam is probably the answer. People were asking about Marcus Fracranis. Yeah, but it's going to be real tough for you to like throw him in. Like you, sh- you shouldn't even really have played Cuevas in the situation that you were playing him in, but you didn't have a choice. So I get it. You but put, you throw him in. The, the argument for it is if this is, does become an extended absence, you are going to need somebody. Bodies. Yeah. And so I think Fracranis, that's not the worst option in the world. And I think, you know, his experience with Neil, later on in the season that that might not be awful here's 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 was my my take is that the galaxy need to call up the u.s men's national to be like hey can you send jalen back home like can you get him back here because we're gonna we got we got issues yeah, yeah we 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 got issues and he's gonna play every single game when he comes here and i was so ready to jump on this podcast and point and laugh at everybody who was like oh well you didn't let jalen play in the u23 world cup and blah 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 all this other stuff it would have been such a great experience for him, where he's like you know bodying people in major league soccer where the competition <laughs> is better than the u23 but and then where the u20s got bounced early so it's you know had they won the whole tournament that's an experience you wanted them to be a part of but if, if you don't then it's he's not missing out on much but go and, on and then he goes and he's going to go to the gold cup and that's where i was going to dunk i'm like oh so there's the competition because that level of competition is significantly high right and it's with professional real professionals yeah. in the profession like these are the these are some in some cases those national teams have called up their full a team national teams in order to play in this um but I can't say that now either because I want I, I would expect that I, I really I almost want to see that like Greg Vanny's already on the phone being like, hey, so he can he come back and just play like it's like Saturday for us. And you yeah. guys, you, he wasn't going to play against Jamaica anyway. So like, you, yeah. the, can he come back? I, I think for for a national team call up and someone has, has that'd be very cruel. But the argument for you uh, and going back to like the level of competition, I think that the CONCACAF Nations League has overtaken the gold cup absolutely so and and especially with there not being a confederations cup where it's a birth into something i think the nation's league is where you're testing yourself against the highest level of competition where in the gold cup it, there seem to always be kind of some floating teams that yeah uh, you know you, you hate to be the arrogant american in this regard uh but you know the, right. the teams aren't at the same level when it's you know the the nation's league setup so i think the nation's league has overtaken it. And you see what the rosters that were called up right. for Nations League versus the rosters that were called up for Gold Cup. So if you did want to recall Neil, that could be the argument that, hey, this isn't this isn't really the national mm. team. This isn't really the big competition. But I don't think they're this is a big opportunity for him. And I'm excited to see him shine at this level for the reason that, you know, is Jalen Neal going to be the thing that fixes this Galaxy team and gets them on track to a playoff berth? Maybe. No, I don't think so. May- so let, let him get his... Let him get his flowers on the national team. That's what he, that's what he should do. Uh, he should yeah. go out and he should play in his national team. But I'm just saying they could use a center back right now. Uh, and Eric Zavaleta starts for El Salvador at center back usually, and so he's like more in their prime. He's prime the king time. of El Salvador back Dude, there. Uh, yeah, I, he cracks me up. So Zavaleta and Neil both gone on international duty, so you're not going to have them back. Casares update probably tomorrow. Damian said he, Damian Calhoun said he was going to be out there on Friday. So I imagine we'll get an update from him. It'll be the first question out of Damien's mouth. I know that he knows that. And Greg knows (laughs) it too. So everybody will be be prepared and ready for that um, as it goes. But 
I, I liked the way the Galaxy played in spurts against Sporting Kansas City. I liked the fact that they didn't play well in the first half, and Vanny made some adjustments in the second half, and they came out and they played so much better. Correct. And that was. This is what we've been waiting to see, and I think a lot of the uh, people who are have Vanny on the hot seat is the coaching and the sub patterns, and it's like, you know, where's this team? Where's the motivation coming from? How's it happening? And you saw the difference here. And right. I think you see this a lot with the international break and games that have been happening. The the good coaches, where you see them make the difference is in the second half adjustments. And you see how the teams, you know, come out differently. And you saw a different Galaxy team in the second half. And so um, you're, you're right. This wasn't the Galaxy's best game, but they, they had it in moments. There were, there were some really nice plays in moments and what Puj was doing and what Costa was doing. So... Uh, you know, we, we keep kind of going in circles with the same thing. We're we're happy with the performance, but uh, we're disappointed with the result. Yeah. Um, and and they have to start getting points. We already talked about the, the yeah. start and everything else. Um, let's go through some stats here as we can sort of uh, start moving in the direction of the Colorado game coming up on Saturday. Uh, right now, I mean, Javier Hernandez at 44.9%. Just expect that to keep dropping every game. Yeah, that's uh, not going to be good. <laughs> that's never coming back. All right. So 52.2%. But Douglas Costa's minutes are going up. So there's going to be like this weird the offset. <laughs> like it's probably going to stay at like 52, yeah. 53%. I, I imagine it does. Yeah. Wouldn't be totally surprised as they sort of trade off and do those things. If Douglas Costa can stay healthy, which has been an issue, but um, he looks fit. He looks healthy. He looks like he's ready to sort of go in there. Um, to that point, yeah. there, there's a super chat a uh, little further back from Chango D. Luffy. Uh, so thank you, Chango. He had will attendance drop with no chicha. So while we're on the topic there. No, I, I say no. Because yeah, only because think, they were sucky and nobody was showing up to begin with. Is that it? When when Chicha was there, they weren't filling in the stadium. Right. So I think with him gone, I don't think it's going to make a difference. And then Eric uh, gave us a two dollars super chat and said short corner good for uh, time wasting. Right? Yeah, sure. Right. Well, yeah, at that point in the game, but yeah. that that's not when we've seen <laughs> the Galaxy deploy. The they they use it all the time, yeah. um, but but less so in recent times. So um, right. let's see. Win percentage right now for the LA Galaxy, 17.6%. Yeah, figured. Uh, loss percentage, 52.9% of the time they're losing. And then 47.1% of the time they are getting a draw or better, which in most cases is a draw um, because they don't. They only have three wins on the entire season. Um Looking at home points, the LA Galaxy right now are averaging one home point uh, per game um, in total. So eight home games. Yeah, eight home games averaging one point. I mean, they've lost a lot of those games, so it shouldn't really surprise you. Averaging point six, seven, I believe, is the number right now on the road. So six points um, through that. That's where I expect things to sort of possibly. I mean, let's be very clear. Eight. Get eight points from home games, six points from road games. If they win in Colorado, that would be nine points from road games, eight points from home games. Yeah. The bottom line is they've actually been worse at home just yeah. because you expect them to pick up more points at home than they have been on the road. The road hasn't been that big of a, an issue for them, although, uh, you know, clearly not not great because the Galaxy suck throughout this entire all, season. All over the place. All over yeah. the place. Home yeah. and away, yeah. Um, that, that's not that's not a, an argument that they're doing fantastic if they have more no. away points than home points. It's no. just how bad they've been at home. Absolutely. Um, I, I we could go through charts. I, there's not. I already told you. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. The the <laughs> the seven the the fourteen points through seventeen games is tied for worst. Two thousand seven is uh, is the last time that happened. Uh, the LA Galaxy right now their average throughout their years has been one point four eight points per game through an entire season. They are at point eight two points per game. 
Um, so that's uh, that's not good, Bob. Uh, they have to basically double that. Uh, so uh, so that's another problem that they seem to have. Uh, goals as an, is a nightmare. I did again. I would like to say the offense has picked it up, and with the offense picking it up, the defense hasn't had to be perfect. You've seen it over the last three games. If you score goals, then you can also. Uh, then when you give up goals, it's not like you lose the game. You can actually get out of it. Look at the RSL game. Look at the St. Louis game. Now look at you know the Sporting Kansas City game. They've sort of showed that in the last three games. So again, okay, I guess that's that's making me feel better. I'll tell you, I call it an offensive awakening. I think the offense has turned a corner. That's different from saying the entire team has turned a corner. They're not there yet, but the offense is starting to come alive a little bit, um, and they seem to be able to figure out how to score goals. I'm, I'm, I think that's better. That- that's what it is. I think they're figuring they're figuring out who they are. They're they're discovering themselves on uh, on their European backpacking trip. That they're, they're finally figuring out who plays well off each other, who does what. I, I think that's what's happening. It's it's not necessarily an awakening as far as figuring out um, you know how to play off each other, which is interesting because it's after Chicharito is you know injured and not ha- you know scoring goals and with Jovalich having his struggles, but it it does Judd. seem like they're starting to 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 get their the, the answer, their mojo, and and they they've seen some success in how things could work, and so that that makes you hopeful from the offensive side. The answer to everything right now is Preston Judd. Just remember that. That's the answer yeah. to all things. Preston Judd, Judd. Galos unite. That's yeah. everybody's everybody's ready to go. Um, let's see. Uh, this one just to sort of take a look again. A win, a draw, a draw. Much better than the red that there has a been. A lot there. of red though. So much red. Uh, we talked about this longest single season unbeaten streak. Uh, per year. So three now. The LA Galaxy are three. Headed to Colorado with a chance to make it four. All right. Four unbeaten. Can can yeah. I tell you why that makes me nervous? Uh, uh, we need to look at Vanny's record in particular, but I feel like I haven't seen this team go more than three games uh, on something positive under Greg Vanny. So six, that makes me really nervous. Six games in 2022. Six games they went in a un and uh, in, in, towards in, the end, in yeah. an unbeaten towards the end it was but towards it, the end yeah, yeah it, there it was. were a lot of dr- yeah okay there were yeah. a lot of draws yeah there was but it's six just you've <laughs> seen it you just you just don't believe it i understand that's fine uh the it doesn't L- feel like it yeah the that's, L- that's one of the that's how you get out of those arguments when you're you're proved wrong on something you say yeah but but i just don't feel that yeah yeah i know and you're right you're right still uh three one and oh when the galaxy scored the first goal but how would you know because it's only happened four times in 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 17 games just again Four times in 17 games, the Galaxy have scored first. They're 3-1-0 whenever they do that, okay? That's one thing to take. They're 0-8-3, and, and so I so thought there was going to be a 1 on this one whenever they give up the first goal. Gave up the first goal to Sporting Kansas City, scored two goals up 2-1. to one. The handball, which was absolutely 100% a handball. Stop arguing about it. Such a handball. And it's it's not even Aguirre's fault. We were talking about it before the show. The ball's going so wide that it might hit the corner flag, but it still that's, hit Aguirre in the hand. Yeah, that's, that's the irony of this all. Had it been a better taken shot, we wouldn't have dealt with a handball. So that, that that's unfortunate. Could he, yeah, it's, it's the same thing as Boyd with his finish. Could he have done better? Could a Gary have done better to keep that arm back? But in, in the moment when you're just throwing bodies close to the 90th minute, you're just doing everything you can to try to get, you know, in front of the ball. And so, you're right. I don't know that I blame them for that. It's it's just one of those things, like you said. It's unfortunate. Is what it is. Uh, if the Galaxy didn't have uh, didn't have uh, bad luck, they'd have no luck. Remember that, Greg Vanny, 2023. Uh, the last g- put that on the sticker. <laughs> yeah, put it on the sticker. Uh, the LA Galaxy get headed to Colorado. That'll close out June. 
Uh, looking at July, San Jose away to San Jose, home July 4th at pass at the Rose Bowl against LAFC, uh, home July 8th against Philadelphia, away to Vancouver, uh, and then home for two games in the League's Cup. I just put my credential in for League's Cup, so I've, I've, I've done my job. Had to, had to take a new picture and everything. So, wow. uh, Yeah, they were asking for one. I'm like, I don't even know where my credential photos are. Um, so I'll, I'll just take another one. And then into August, the LA Galaxy, Salt Lake, the LA. There's some home games. See, this is what I'm trying to get to. There are some home games coming, and that includes League's Cup as well. There are home games coming. Have some have some faith in that, except that the LA, LA Galaxy have sucked at home too. So it's like it's one of these things I keep saying, oh, it's it's coming, you know. If they can continue this trend of not losing, which I think is a good one to have, uh ob- Captain Obvious speaking here, but if they can continue this trend and they get some home games, I feel like they're gonna start winning some home games, regardless of who the opponent is. Um, and so I, I just there's just something about me that does not want to write this team off. You're not yet. ready to quit. I'm yet. not ready. I can't quit you. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm just not ready to say it yet because there's still so much. Judd, Judd told me last night and I was like, yeah, no, I, I know. I see it. He's like, there's too much talent on this team for us not to be successful. I'm like, I know. Yeah. I that's, know. That, that's the, the we talk about balance and the yin and yang in this team. You're not ready to give up on this. And, and I understand where you're coming from because like I see a kernel of positivity and how this team, you know, can hum, you know, you look at that Boyd play, how do you finish that? Like that, that sequence where they're making, you know, they're making the ball dance and, you know, Ricky putting the ball on, on Judd's head with the outside of the foot and Costa serving it in. You're like, I see where the positives are, but then I look at the roster and I look at the mistakes that they've made. And I say, this team isn't going to win MLS cup that, you know, going to 538, they have a less than 1% chance uh, now, when you look at it, it's like right. this team isn't making a deep run. They're not going to win. So d- how do I get excited? How do I get up for that? And I kind of see that popping in the chat as well. It's like you, people just want to see progression and the galaxy perform well. And I, I understand that as well, because, you know, I'm, I'm the king, you know, since the beginning of the season. Do we just wrap it up and go to 2024? Uh, no. But I, I also understand not giving up on this team yet and seeing some of those positives. Um, but but I, I also can look at it and say, this this team isn't winning. They're not winning the big one. And they lost their chance at U.S. Open Cup. Maybe League's Cup is their one opportunity to kind of go on run and make things happen. So maybe you, you put all your eggs in the League's Cup basket. This team can still do anything. They're magical. I'm telling you. There's all right. Something, there's, all right. You're, I'm just, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. Hey, I was wrong about Douglas Costa. So maybe I'll, I'll be wrong about this. This galaxy team. I mean, I mean, I just you. I knew you were wrong about Douglas Costa though. That was <laughs> that was a long time ago. I didn't need I didn't need to be told. I'm good. Um. So so anyway, so that's that's sort of where we sit. Um. With that, we we talked about the schedule. Just standings real quick. Um. Eastern Conference is Cincinnati. Uh, Two point three nine forty three points. I mean, Pat Noonan. Um. Who else is over there? Uh. uh Kenny Arena's over there, right? Um. Is Dominic Kinnear with them too? I feel like Dom. I want to say yes. I want to say yes, but I can't remember. But it, I mean, it's just all my favorite people, like in a in a in a place, and they're doing things. You know, if if you made me, if the galaxy ceased to exist, don't get any ideas, AEG. If the galaxy ceased to exist, I would. <laughs> I think I might move to Cincinnati just so I could wow. hang out with Pat Noonan and and uh, and Dom Kinnear and and Kenny Arena and all those guys. Well, and if you look at the top of the supporter shield right there, home record ten zero and zero. That's that tells yeah. you everything you need to know. Yeah, when when you're <laughs> when you're humming at home, it's e- everything seems to work out. All right, we go to the Western Conference where the LA Galaxy sit just slightly above the Colorado Rapids. Remember, Colorado has played one more game than the Galaxy. Should have been two more games, by the way. Yep. Uh, but it's not. 
Colorado is at the very bottom with 13 points. The LA Galaxy one above them for 14 points. Somebody said it is the battle for the wooden spoon. It is. Was, this is this, this is, is the basement dweller battle. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be an interesting one, right? That's why it's free on Apple TV, right? Yeah. Everybody they they want they want to show it. They <laughs> they want to show. Talk this about game. advertising the game, attractive soccer, right? You know? Number thirteen um, versus number fourteen. Let's uh, let's get to the to the talk of uh, Colorado. I didn't even ask. Do you have a, a game preview? I we didn't. We I didn't don't. Talk about. Okay. I, it was, we had a you know thunderstorm delayed, much like Colorado yeah. last night. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. No problems. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't like cutting you off there. Here's no, the thing. Here's the thing about Colorado is that now they haven't played for two weeks because mm-hmm. they were supposed to play on Wednesday night against Vancouver and they had about a four and a half hour weather delay. Denver got just pounded by like hailstorms, like, everything else. Uh, uh, my kids uh, area, like there was there, they had another rainstorm again this afternoon and it knocked a whole bunch of power out and did the stuff yeah. again. Like it's no, been, no. yeah, severe storms and, and everything else in, in Denver. So they didn't play. They postponed that game. So, uh, you know, I, I don't, I go back and forth. You can play it either way, which is, oh, that's good for the Galaxy because the Galaxy got out of their their break and they were rested and they, and they, they worked played, out some kinks. They yeah. worked out some kinks and they're going to be ready to go. And Colorado's now, they were going to play a game, but they didn't play a game. So like it's sort of like stop and start and they have two weeks or it's better because the Galaxy coming in, having on short rest, come into Colorado to play a team that had their number very clearly earlier yeah. this year. Last time they played at Dignity Hill Sports Park, 3-1 win. By the way, that 3-1 win, Eric, the last time Colorado won a freaking game. It's, Colorado has won two games away at Kansas City when Kansas City was, you know, basement dweller as right. well, and then away at LA Galaxy. So that tells you everything you need to that, know. That was May 7th. The, yeah. May 7th, the last time that uh, Colorado had won a game. They won 3-1 at LA Galaxy. Their last game uh, that they actually played was on June 11th. We told you there was about two weeks between this, right? To, uh, June 11th in Orlando, they lost 2 to nothing. Um, the, it, it's the <laughs> I'm trying to look at all the stuff. There's another benefit to the LA Galaxy having that game canceled, and that's with uh, Galvan and Abu, Abu Bakar. Um, Abubakar. Abubakar, that's him. Yeah. Uh, Abubakar both got red carded in the game before, and so they would have served the suspension against Vancouver, but now they have to serve it against the LA Galaxy. Yeah. Those- that's a weird wrinkle. Yeah. yeah. And especially Abubakar, um, he's someone who's known for, I think, Zlatan. When, he was with Columbus when Zlatan just absolutely embarrassed him uh, at Dignity Health Sports Park. But in general, he's you know a solid MLS defender. He's actually their leading scorer, or tied for leading scorer with two. So the fact that he's out you know, works in the favor uh, of the LA galaxy and the fact that they have a second player out. Uh, so yeah, just kind of a weird wrinkle to that game. It's, it's, it's a, if you go back to that Orlando game, Colorado managed just four shots, just two on goal against Orlando. Colorado hasn't scored in their last two games, got shut out uh, against Orlando and then a zero, zero draw uh, against San Jose at home. They're not playing well. Um, but the galaxy have to deal with one very important factor that of course always comes into play and came into play the last time they played Colorado, which is the Kevin Cabral factor, the Kevin Cabral game. Yep. Uh, so the thing I just, it's, it's just crazy to me that you're seeing, uh, Kevin Cabral even figure into this. And maybe this is the game. They sort of shed that, right? Because Colorado's not, not in a good spot. Uh, Cabral's not playing well. The galaxy are, playing much better than Colorado right now. Um, and I, I don't think you can completely count them out of getting a result in Colorado, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's at altitude and it, they didn't play the, this on Wednesday. So but they, they have it right here. Colorado has only lost one of its last 10 meetings with the galaxy. So they're just, they're that team. It doesn't matter where they are in the standings and where the galaxy are in the standings. 
Colorado just always has their number. So it doesn't really matter. But I'll back you up that Kevin Cabral coming to Dignity Health Sports Park, the team that traded him away, I think there was absolutely some type of, you know, mental factor and some revenge that he, you, there was something in the air, if you believe in, you know, destiny and things like that. He was going to get a goal on this game. Yep. I think it's over now. Now that that, <laughs> that wish has been granted, the right. genie is now back in the lamp. And I think Kev, I, I wouldn't expect Kevin Cabral at, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods Park to be like, oh, this is the game that I'm going to, you know, teach the Galaxy a lesson. Hopefully this isn't something that's clipped and comes back to haunt me. But I, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm not worried about Kevin Cabral in this game. While I was worried about him. Uh, you know, coming to Dignity Health Sports Park when they played uh, back at our place. Yeah, it's Galvan and and then um, Abubakar uh, on that right-hand side. So them combining together, it's basically going to have to be a different right-hand side for them, which is, again, is is a good thing. Uh, one of the better players for, for, uh, for Colorado right now as well is uh, is Ronan. Uh, he has six Connor assists. Ronan. Yeah, yep. he's he's been playing really well. Um, sort of in that in that midfield role. And so, you know, the good news is that I know the Galaxy Galaxy actually have a pretty good midfield. Um, so if you're trying to take somebody else's midfield out of it, which I thought the Galaxy did an okay job of against Sporting Kansas City, especially in the second half, um, I think the Galaxy have some some answers for that. So I wouldn't be overly concerned. Colorado gives up possession like crazy. I would still imagine that the, ga- the Galaxy will be able to hold possession <laughs> the way that they want to. I mean, oh, man. here we go. I, 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 know. I know where you're going. We're I hopeful. Know. <laughs> I know but where the galaxy got burned in this last game was, you know, or where they get burned, burned most places when you have good attackers, Polito, you know, was able to, to put it away. Obviously one of those was a penalty. I think the attackers on Colorado, they don't scare you. Uh, you know, Connor Ronan, as good as he is, it is a midfield piece. He's not someone who's going to be getting in behind, uh, you know, he, he's relying on, on his service and making things happen. So <laughs> I'm with you. I, I, even though they're away, they're not favorites, altitude, all those things going against you you know, the little bit of, you know, the galaxy being down. I, I am a little bit hopeful about this game. Yo, Jovalich or Judd to start? I think that's the biggest I, question. I start Judd. I think you ride the hot hand and you explain to Jovalich, hey, you're, he's he's coming off a goal. He's feeling himself. It worked in the last game. Uh, you're, you know, and maybe, you know, Jovalich gets to start in the, the, the 4th of July game or, or the games coming up. Did they have one before the 4th of July? Yeah, San Jose. San, San, Jose, San Jose, that's right. Yeah. So um, maybe Jovalich gets the San Jose game. Yeah, I... I mean, eventually you got to sit Jovalich down and say, you are God level whenever coming off the bench. You need to embrace that. This is who you are. You are the super sub. You are the guy who comes in and rescues and scores goals. And I think you have to embrace that. You have to know that, you know, he's almost like Alan Gordon. Alan Gordon wouldn't even get off the bench until like the 75th minute. And he was like, okay, now it's time to stretch because Alan Gordon is going. He's talking to himself. Alan Gordon is going in and Alan Gordon's going to score some goals, right? Gordo's coming in. Look out. And that's what what Jovalich does. Yeah, when we were starting Alan Gordon in an MLS Cup, that's why I knew we were in trouble. Because yeah, that's that's not where he's best. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I will. I'm interested to see that. I'm interested in center back. The the Costaris update is very important. I don't think it matters for this game, um, but you would hope that it would matter for the San Jose game that they would be able to get him back if it's nothing serious, and then that would play. I don't think he's going to play this weekend. So look for a Lear Dam start is my guess. Um, you could see for Kranis get called up onto into the 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 short-term bench. Loan. Yeah, short term <laughs> loan coming up because he's been playing down with G two. So I could see that as well. So uh, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, Eric. How can you not be? I mean, yeah. the Galaxy have a little bit of a run of form. It's not great, but you could have called like so many games this year. You could have called that a win. 
Um, you know, if it's not for really a handball, yeah. yeah, and they should have won that game. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But if I'm looking at results and trying to predict what's going to happen next, the galaxy are in better form. The galaxy are in better shape. The galaxy look like they're okay. I just, I don't know about the center back problem and how big a problem that's going to be because Cosaurus was cleaning up a lot of stuff. Mavinga was missing and now that's not going to be there. And, and he is, you know, you, you hear that term a lot, like a general in the midfield or, you know, a field general. He is that guy. He's the leader in the back and I think him his absence hurts that and so to your point the galaxy there seems to be or there was some belief in this galaxy team in the second half and so you just have to wonder was that gold deflating and are they going to be able to bounce back from that that's something that you know I'm curious to see as well Predi- do, you want, do you want 538 yeah 538 for that uh-huh so 538 Colorado with a 45 percent chance to win okay. galaxy with only a 29 percent chance and then a 26 percent draw so Cashing those checks, 538, not been doing well. So Galaxy is underdogs. We're terrible as favorites. But when we're the underdogs against 538, I don't know. I kind of like it. I mean, they still haven't been good because they're just not a good team. Um, <laughs> but they are. But they're not. But they are. But they're not. <laughs> uh, I just, I feel bad for people who have like been following this podcast for 15 seasons. And like you're sitting there like listening to me drone on about this is a good team. And that they keep sucking. And they have the worst start. They're tied for the worst start through the first half of the season out any LA galaxy team in the history of teams. Yeah. I'm the king out of talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I think that is the perfect way to explain this team is that they're frustrating because they're not dead, but they're not world beaters either. This isn't someone who are like, you know, the league needs to watch out. Like we were saying at the end of last season, they're both, they're both, (laughs) they're both simultaneously bad and simultaneously good. And so that's why you're hearing us (laughs) him and haw and go back and forth and flip flop because that's that's the product that the Galaxy are putting out on the field right now. They're giving us both. Uh, do you want injury updates on everything, or do we want to do predictions guaranteed to be wrong and then injury updates? Predictions guaranteed uh, to be wrong. Predictions. Predictions. Okay. You go. As, as positive as, <laughs> as we've been feeling and talking up to it, I, I could see this being a little bit of a snooze fest, and I think we maybe see a draw, a 1-1 draw. Ooh. 2-1 win for the Galaxy. Uh, let's get your injury updates. Uh, Sega cool knee two weeks, but on a floating timeline, that's not a hard timeline. Uh, Greg was talking about it and saying he's had some setbacks on the knee. Like he goes out and he goes like, we're just trying to get him into like full training and like, but we've been going and then stepping back and going and stepping back. So two weeks to finally probably get him up. Uh, Caceres, we don't know. That should be an updated on Friday. Chicharito, obviously. Memo Rodriguez is another one that has been sort of, we, we haven't been able to ask about. Expect that you'll get that one on Friday. And then we have the international absences, absences with Neil and Zabaleta that we've already talked about. So that's that. those are your injuries. And Memo is an important piece to this team as well, yeah. especially if you could bring him off the bench instead of having to start him. I think he could be very, very interesting is like a replacement for Douglas cost in the 75th minute or, you know, a replacement for Tyler Boyd in the, in the 80th, that those types of things. He's, he, he showed some good flashes. He's hit some good balls. He needs to get healthy and ready to go. And then I think he adds depth to this team in a place where they need some depth. And I, I'm going to say something kind of wild and, and a little bit crazy that if center back health and issues and depth becomes an issue, I think we might see Vanny find the need to get creative and, you know, maybe throw like a, a Gaston Brugman or a Mark Delgado in a center back position. I, you know, I was someone who follows the Portuguese national team, someone like Danilo, who's done that for PSG and for Portugal, former 
defensive midfielder slotting into a center back. It's an easy transition. And then you have Memo Rodriguez slide into that midfield with either Delgado or, or Brugman and then Puj. I think, you know, that that's not a crazy idea either. But, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, uh, Potamus asks, when can the LA Galaxy sign a player to replace Chitrita? Right now, um, technically, before the window, uh, it would be a free agent. Again, I will give everybody the options. Before the window, free agent. You can get them from anywhere. You can bring them in on an ITC. Free agency allows that. Uh, but it has to be a free agent. That most um, contracts do not end until June 30th. So you have to wait until June 30th. So technically speaking, if there is a free... Like Reggie Cannon apparently just became a free agent because they agreed to separated terms. Uh, somebody owed him money, right? And so... Uh, These so, are in Portuguese clubs. Can't, yeah. can't trust them. But it was Bovista, right? Was, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> they owed him money. So Reggie Cannon is a center back. Um, I don't know what he's making and what his terms are. I know a lot of people were like, bring in Reggie Cannon for a center back. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back to MLS yet. I feel like he's going to stay somewhere in Europe. But technically speaking, free agent, the LA Galaxy could go out and sign him. I don't know whether that would be a TAM signing, but you would be signing somebody in a position that you already have five players for. It's just the fact that you have injuries and depending on long-term injuries, how that works. Um, can you put more than one player on the season-ending injury list? I believe you can. Um, but it seems like that's, like you said, it's a hardship. It's not something that's in your control. If someone has a season-ending injury, so, so I don't, I don't, the, I don't know why there would be a limit on something like that. If there was, if there was the ability to do that, and Cosmos had a a season-ending injury, I imagine that they could go and then replace, which you could yeah. replace for the same amount of money. We'd have to talk about the rules. It's it's the same amount of money or less. So if you wanted to get Reggie Cannon, you could sign him for whatever Cosmos is making minus one dollar. Um, or actually equal, equal to or minus $1, that type of thing. Um, yeah. if, you, if you ever bought a pair of shoes, right. buy one, get one free. So yeah, you don't get the more expensive ones for no, free. No, 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 which, which <laughs> sucks. Uh, so then, uh, so they can sign a free agent um, that's international before the window or after the window. During the transfer window, which starts on July 5th, during the transfer window, the LA Galaxy can sign anybody from inside the league. So if you wanted domestic. to sign somebody, yeah, domestic. Well, it doesn't have to be domestic. Not, not a domestic like, player, yeah. but a domestic move. The yeah. domestic move. So if you had an international player that was a DP for Miami and you wanted to bring him over, you could do that inside the league because the ITC is already owned by Major League Soccer. That's why that works. So the answer and what I've been predicting is the LA Galaxy are going to play this slow. I mean, that's going to drive everybody crazy. But you have to know what your options are, and the options are going to continue to change as you work your way through the window. And so then I think you're going to see a TAM player signed, and I think you're going to see a designated player signed. I think those two things will happen in this transfer window, but I don't know where they're coming from. And so the timing on where they're coming from all depends on a, on a whole bunch of things. So uh, Miami has to make moves in order to open up space for the for you know uh, Barca light that's coming into play at, at, at over with at Messi yeah, Stadium. Miami yeah, Miami seems to be the place where you're going to be able to pillage some players, you know, like you said, either, you know, a, a Campania or a, a Joseph Martinez, something like that. But and from from the vibe that I get from Will Kuntz as well and the people who are kind of running the soccer operations, I don't think there is going to be a panic buy. So even though Chicharito is out and you can replace him and he was a designated player, look at where the Galaxy are in the standings. Look at, you know, the players that they're starting and making, you know, do you want to rush to get a big splash move is that going to fix it this season even if you're right. able to get you know erling holland <laughs> which they're obviously not going to get is he going to fix this team and make it put them in the playoffs and have them win mls cup i don't think that one player fixes this right so you know patience figure it out maybe if if someone becomes available and you're able to get them through the end of the year pull that trigger but as far as making a long-term move unless it's someone who's really going to be you know here for, for the long haul 
um, you know, and I don't know that a lot of those guys are available right now. I, I wouldn't expect to see, you know, a, a big uh, shining star coming through the through those doors. Soon. Yeah. Uh, Feel the burn, by the way, has it only one SEI spot. Well, if if what you're saying, because basically he's saying teams may receive salary budget relief for one season ending injury replacement player per league per season doesn't mean that's the salary relief on that. So you may actually if you, you have to read more into that, can you place another player on the season ending injury list? And even though you don't get salary replacement budget, you can sign a replacement for them as long as you have the salary cap available to do it. And I believe that if you could, then maybe that makes some sense. It's like adding another player and you still have salary cap relief the the smart the smart thing is to take the salary cap relief from um from well see that doesn't even, that maybe not <laughs> i'm starting to, i'm starting to think like the things like maybe you don't take the salary relief from Chico but they've Rudo. already but they've already put them like that's i would imagine that's what but they, but they listed them on the sei and how they take the salary or budget relief could be different than if like you had another guy and you went to put them on you could say i want to take the budget relief off of Casaras because we'll eat yeah. another three hundred and fifty thousand. we don't have to worry about it because Casaras is coming back yeah he's coming back bruised. he's coming yeah. back um you know that'll be next week's show yeah we'll, we'll go through all the different machinations for it so um that's sort of where we sit right now uh, Colorado Rapids versus the LA Galaxy coming up on June 24th. 6.30 p.m. is your TV start time. 6.39 p.m. is your kickoff nine-minute nine lead-in. Not uh, bad. Yeah. I, I like the nine-minute. I, I, I hate the 20-minute lead-in. The 25-minute from, yeah. from Fox? Yeah, yeah whenever they yeah, do give it. Me yeah. Nine. Yeah. Give me nine. Give me nine-minute. MLS season pass, and then, of course, it's free on Apple TV this time as well. So uh, you'll be able to watch it, no complaining. I don't want to hear it. Plus, if you complain to me, I don't really care anyway. Sometimes I just block people for complaining about stuff it's like free, that. It's free, like, but how are we going to watch it? But yeah. it's free. But it's but free. But how do I watch it? But it's free, but, oh, people don't... Yeah, whatever. All good. Good time. Uh, anything else? I forgot. Bovada. Betting. Betting on the game. Tell me. Colorado plus 115. Galaxy plus 220. Galaxy. So Vegas doesn't yeah. like any of these teams. Galaxy. But, uh, but money to be made on the Galaxy. If you're, if you're feeling positive like Josh is, uh, money to be made, plus 220. Again, not a financial advisor, but the, the, the choice is yours. 100 bucks wins you uh, 220 bucks? 220. That's that's a good investment. I mean, with if you got rates you right now, come with on. The In this economy? <laughs> uh, tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right. You can find me at HammerEV9 on everything. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. That's at HammerEV. All right. Stop. We're stopping. We're oh, stopping. No. Yeah, No, it's okay. It's good. This is what I do. Good. Herb gave us a super chat right there. In so injury now, time. In injury, injury time. time injury the time winner. Goal. Same as last. Did you see he posted a year a year ago? He gave an that injury time winner and he made the made the title. No, I'm not doing it again, Herb. Just letting you know. Uh, Thirty dollars. <laughs> no, I know what he, he's angle. This is an angle. Yeah, this is an angle. He's playing an angle. Uh, Thirty dollars super chat. Thank you, uh, Herb. As always. Hey, Josh. Happy belated birthday to Hammer. As I said before, shot shot and a beer on me. Also, one year since my name made it on the promo headline for the podcast. <laughs> there there we you go. go. Stoppage time Herb, winner from. Appreciate you, Herb. And I, I mentioned this. On Twitter as well. If you offer me a shot and a beer, I will hold you to that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I will be back in town eventually uh, and I will see your beautiful faces and uh, and take you up on these, uh, you know, shots and drinks that have been offered my way. So, again, I, I, I'm i ashamed. You know, that's the thing with my old age and uh, with the COVID break. Uh, I don't know how to pace myself anymore. Yeah, no. I just go out there and, you know, just go. Just <laughs> all caution to the wind. You're, so you're like, I will take you up. You're on like it. Doug. You're like yeah. Doug Claw style. <laughs> There's there. no middle. There's, There's no middle. I, I, I have no medium. That's now. right. That's right. All right. Now try this again. Go. All right. One more time. You can find me at HammerEV9 on everything. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at HammerEV and the number nine. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at JGuessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com where you can find all our shows, all of our podcasts, all that fun stuff. is right there, cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hopefully, we'll see everybody back 
July 4th. I won't be there, but you'll be there. July 4th at the Rose Bowl. Uh, LA Galaxy and LAFC coming up. And then, of course, this game, Colorado versus the LA Galaxy on Saturday. Uh, the San Jose game in between that. All right. For Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, the much older Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Patrick Esman. You've been listening. You've been watching to our little Corner of the Galaxy. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.